Hey girl, you ever feel like because you're Christian, you have to sugarcoat the truth? You know, those times that you're driving or walking and you begin to think, did that really happen? Does this happen to other people? Am I on another planet? And then the thought occurs, why don't we talk about these things? Well, for one, fear of catching backlash from the saints. And two, not many opportunities to share in a safe space. While women cultivating is your safe space. And guess what? Sis, you won't be dismissed from the pew. When we say... We lay it all on the altar. I mean, we come bearing the hurt and fears and together begin the process of healing. Wild Women Cultivating is all about us speaking our truth, wild and all to foster trust, build spiritual relationships and increase our faith together in one place, one session at a time. We are speaking up and out. Sis, come on in the room. And when you get in here, move over so another sister can join. This is Wild Women Cultivating. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Isis, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Wild Women Cultivating. I am so happy. This is my fourth episode on this podcast, and I must say I am so grateful for those who have poured into me. I'm so grateful for those who have called me and encouraged me. It seems that this podcast has really just taken a shape of its own. You know, it's really something that is inspiring to other people. It's something that I think it's just a thought provoke. We're having thought provoking conversations. We're having, you know, we're talking about topics that we don't always get to talk about in our women's group at church or in Bible study or from the pulpit. And so I think it's really amazing to just hear how people are responding to the podcast, especially from the Christian community as well, you know, because I think sometimes we can really just be skeptical about talking about certain things in the way that. And it depends on how we talk about it, like the way we present these topics. So just thank you to everyone who has been pouring into me and praying for me. So let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to talk about forgiveness, what that looks like, why we should forgive, why is it so hard for us to forgive? And the reason why this topic was so big for me is because, of course, we know the situation about Amber Geyer, who was a police officer in Texas who killed an innocent man, and she was sentenced to 10 years. And during the case, the um, victim's brother decided to publicly forgive her in the courtroom. And it caused so it caused so much conversation. It caused so many different feelings to come up for people. And you know, you you we saw so many different perspectives. We heard so many different perspectives. Like we heard the perspective of believers feeling like that's something that was just powerful. And it was a very Christian-like um, manner that he had, a Christian-like approach, I should say. But then we had the other side of even believers who felt like it's too soon, you know, and I think one thing when it comes to forgiveness is it seems that we have this thought of levels to forgiveness, like there's a level to forgiving. There are things that are forgivable and then there are things that are unforgivable. But when we look at what the Bible tells us about tells us about forgiveness, you know, it kind of it kind of puts us in this position where even the things that are unforgivable or seems like they're unforgivable are things that God tells us to forgive. 
in Ephesians 43, I mean, in Ephesians 4 verse 32, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So it's one of those things where it's like talking about, listen, God has had to forgive us. Jesus had to forgive us, right? For our sins. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could, could be forgiven. So it's like the things that we do in the dark, right? That we end up going to God about and asking for forgiveness. It's, it's that Christ-like thing. So sometimes when stuff is public, it's almost like, uh, nah, I can't really forgive you. But how do we justify what is said in the Bible, right? Um, in Daniel 9, verse 9, it says, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. So it says even there, like, we're not always... <laughs> right? We're not always worth being forgiven. It's certain things that we even do that. What if God looked at us and was just like, I'm not going to forgive you because what you did is just unforgivable. Then what type of God would we serve? So I think in Ephesians, when it says for um, us to be forgiving to each other, just as Christ forgave, just as Christ God forgave you, I feel like that's something that's telling us even when it's a situation that hurts really bad when we don't want to forgive because we can justify why I shouldn't forgive you for whatever happened. I feel like if as a believer, if we're truly a believer, we have no choice because the word tells us that we should be forgiving each other just as he forgives us. So I wanted to get into it because it's a touchy topic and it's something that I think we all struggle with. In my walk of life, I've struggled with forgiving and I've struggled with being forgiven for for things as well. And I think with me, I think I struggled the most because I just, I had so much evidence built up as to why I shouldn't forgive, why I should hold on to this hurt, why this this hurt is a reminder of why I'm not going to forgive someone. And it took so much in me to forgive certain things because I feel like I'm the person, I, I need time and I need my own time. But the thing is, is the Bible doesn't tell us that we have time to forgive. You know, there's nowhere in the word where it says, oh yeah, girl, you could take that six months, that year to forgive or process your feelings and everything. And the world, we we don't know our expiration date. We don't know when God is going to call us home. And how crazy would it be to be holding on to something and God calls you to heaven and now you have to face that. You have to face the fact that you left this world not forgiving someone, holding a grudge against someone, holding on to something that you should have let go a long time ago. And I get the journey to healing is different from all of us. We all process different. We all go through our own journeys when it comes to healing. But the thing is, is that we have to heal from certain situations in order to get better and to be our best selves. We have to let it hurt and we have to let it heal. You know, I think sometimes we try to put a band-aid over something that's happened to us and we feel like, well, I'm not going to let it bother me. And we don't realize that we let this thing fester in us and we never deal with it. We never processed it. And then somewhere down the line, subconsciously, or even consciously, it starts affecting our day-to-day thoughts and our actions. And it's because we're holding on to some things that we should have let go. But again, because we all deal with hurt differently, we don't realize that we never process this situation. 
And of course, sometimes, you know, we use our anger to protect our hearts when we're hurt. We use that anger because, again, we can justify why we're angry. We have evidence why we're angry. It makes sense. We talk to our friends, we talk to our families, and they're like, yes, you have every right to be angry. But I think we forget in the conversation as well is that even though we have every right to be angry, we have the choice to heal and we have the choice to forgive. We have to face the truth that it happened, right? Whatever that thing is, it happened. It wasn't fair. It shouldn't have happened. It hurt. It sucks. But at some point, we have to let it go. We can't be victim to our situation. We can't be a prisoner to our situation. And if we don't process it, we don't let it go. We don't forgive it. We end up being a victim to it. We end up being a prisoner of it. It ends up having a control over us because we refuse to release it. Yes, we didn't choose for it to happen to us, but what's going to be our choice moving forward? What are we are we going to choose after we hurt? to heal? Are we going to choose that even though it's something that was done to us that was unforgivable to forgive? Or are we going to just let it sit? Are we going to let it be something that continues to affect how we think, how we choose to do things in life? How is it going to be something that's a part of our character, our personality? Because if you don't let it go, you're filling up your mind with negativity Thinking, thinking about how am I going to get back at them? How am I going to hurt this person back? How to stay? I'm just going to stay closed up. I'm not going to let other people in. You know, when we think about dating, and this is definitely something I can attest to, in my relationships, I feel like it was always hard. Each Every time I got out of a relationship and got in a new relationship, I realized just how much more work that next person had to do because of the past hurt that's been there from previous relationships. So that anger that I would hold on to, I would express in a current relationship. I wouldn't want to open up into my current relationship. I was still in my current relationship thinking about how I'm going to get back at that person who hurt me. How am I going to get back at that ex? Or even just friendships, like who's going to be the most petty, pettiest? Like, I'm going to be more petty than her. It says, I'm going to get you back before you get me back. And it was one of those things just because I was holding on to stuff and really just protecting my heart with bitterness, with anger, with just sadness, because I felt like it wasn't right that this happened to me, that this situation occurred. I wouldn't let people get close to me. And sometimes that's how we feel. We'll never let people get close to us again because of other people's mistakes or because of other people's choices. And forgiveness is it's not forgiveness isn't about speaking about it. It's about wanting to actually get over it. So it's not like we're sitting here going, you know what? I'm going to forgive this person because I'm supposed to. It's not about just talking about it. It's about walking it out. What does that look like when you walk it out? Are you saying you forgive this person, but you're still bashing this person? Are you saying you forgive this person, but you still, when you see them, you can't say hi to them? You can't carry on a conversation with them? You can't be in the same room with them? You can't hear someone bring up their name? Forgiveness is about being mentally at rest and spiritually at rest. It's about being able to feel like when you see that person, 
you are so at peace with the situation that it doesn't bother you. It doesn't move you. It doesn't sway you. It doesn't distract you. It doesn't catch you off your game. Sometimes we can walk in a room, see somebody and be like, oh no, it's like a trigger. But that's because probably you didn't really forgive this person. It's probably because you're still holding some type of resentment towards them. You still haven't let all of it go. It's still something that aggravates you. So that means that you're not mentally at rest, which means you're probably not spiritually at rest about it. It's a choice. We can choose to let it go or we can choose to hold on to it. And I know sometimes it sounds harsh, but let me tell you, some of us are carrying things that it's baggage. We could have been dropped at the door. We could have been put in the dumpster. It's baggage that's not our ours to carry, but we carry it because again, we feel like I'm supposed to be angry. I'm supposed to hold on to this. But the thing is, is that if God tells us that we're supposed to forgive one another, just as Christ God forgave us, then what makes us better than the person who hurt us? If we can't forgive, are we actually better than the person who hurt us? Are we better than the person who did damage to us? If we can't forgive them and and not in a sense of forgiving them like, oh, okay, I'm going to be best friends with them. We're going to hang out. We're going to go have tea together. No, but in a sense of going, I know God has a bigger purpose for me. I know God has a plan for me. So in order for me to get to that plan, in order for me to get to that purpose, I have to let this hurt go because the person that God wants me to be, the person that God is building me up to be, is not this person that's going to have resentment in the in my heart. Sometimes, you know, as a when you think about a preacher or a motivational speaker or empowerment speaker, anyone who, you know, is in that public eye, usually that has a platform with a microphone. Can you imagine if they have resentment in their heart? And let's say that that person comes to their church or that person comes to their workshop. If you haven't forgiven that person, then what do you do? Do you, you know, do you get petty and now you get up there and grab that microphone and you start low key throwing subliminals at this person? Like, it's certain things that God knows he can't elevate you to because he knows you're not ready for that. Because guess what? You can't speak about forgiveness if you don't know how to forgive people. You can't speak about getting over things or getting over situations or getting over people if you're still struggling with those things. You can't go into another relationship with your Boaz if you know that you still have a resentment towards your ex and it's only going to fester in your current relationship because it's something that you have chosen to hold on to and bring with you. Guess what? You have a choice. The choice is to let it go or hold on to it. And the thing is, is that we often choose not to let it go, but we are responsible for our own feelings. We are responsible. We need to, at some point, we have to be accountable and say, enough is enough. It's draining when we hold on to those things that people have done to us, the things that people have said to us. And when we let it fester in our brains and we let it turn into these, um, almost like these scars that we don't let heal. We don't let heal effectively. We don't let it heal appropriately. It's like we keep opening up that wound and thinking that, well, you know what? If I keep the wound open, then 
I'll know never to do this again. I'll know never to get into another relationship. I'll know never to date again. I'll know never to try to build that relationship with my mom or build that relationship with my dad. Or I'll I'll never try to open up to new people because this scar will remain open to always remind me of this hurt that I have. But that's not healthy and that's not healing. And that's not responsible. That's not being responsible of yourself. Oftentimes, our pain comes from wanting to control someone else's decision. Usually, we're hurting because in all actuality, we can't control what that other person decided to do to us. Whether it was rape, whether it was cheating, whether it was deceit, whether it was lying, whether it was divorce, whatever it is, whether it was not being committed to a friendship, a relationship, whatever it is, we're mad because we weren't able to control the other person's decision to hurt us. And somewhere when we start to feel out of control, we don't feel empowered. We don't feel that that other person deserves to be happy because they made a choice that affected us. They made a decision that affected our happiness, our peace. But we can't control people. We can only control ourselves. We can't control. We can't go back and control that situation. And moving forward, we also can't think because we're holding on to that thing that it's going to benefit the person who's hurt us. Some of us are waiting for an apology that we'll never get. Some of us will stay stuck because we're waiting for somebody to come back and explain to us about why they did it. We're waiting for someone to come back and to justify, to make peace with us. But guess what? You might not ever get that apology. That person might not ever choose to come back to your situation, to come back into your life. If you never hear a genuine I'm sorry, are you still going to be the person to hold you back from being elevated in your life? Are you going to allow that person to still control you? That's the thing. When we don't forgive, we still give that person power to control us. When we don't truly forgive someone, we still give that person to keep the key to to controlling ourselves because now we're letting them control our feelings. Like when I when I listen to people say to me, well, I'm still hurt about this. So no, I, I can't, I can't forgive this person. Well, guess what? They still control you. They still have some type of control over you. And we don't like to hear that. We like to again, feel like, no, we're angry. And that anger is going to protect our heart. But guess what? If we can't forgive that person or we can't, or we don't choose to stop being angry and choose to heal from the situation, we, yes, are allowing that person to still affect our lives. And if God sees that, he's going to keep you right where you are until you take the key and the key is forgiveness and release that energy and give it back to God and say, God, allow me to move forward in peace. Allow me to be able to move forward and have the revelation of why I need to forgive this person. Not for my flesh, but for my spirit, dear God. Allow me to be able to be just as compassionate as you for others and forgive people and forgive this person. Because sometimes we forget that 
Hurt people hurt people. We forget that everyone who goes to church is not saved. Everyone who goes to church is not healed. Everyone who is in a marriage is not whole. Everyone who's in a relationship doesn't know what a relationship necessarily is. Everyone who's in a friendship doesn't always know how to be a great friend. Everyone, people who are parents, that doesn't necessarily mean because they're a parent, they know how to parent. We have to remember and put things in perspective. And reality is, is that people are people. People are people and everybody has a choice. We have the privilege to have a choice, the opportunity to have a choice. And sometimes everyone didn't get the opportunity to be raised like you. Some people weren't as fortunate as others. So that mom or that dad that made that mistake, maybe they really didn't know how to be a mom or dad. That person who made that bad decision, that bad choice, Maybe it was because they also were dealing with something. Something's something's happened in their past. Something has happened to them that's made them the way that they are as to why they treat people the way that they do. Because maybe that's how they were treated and that's all that they know. That's not justifying their, their decision. That's not justifying their action. But it's bringing revelation to us because sometimes we can look at people and completely forget that they're humans and that yes, they too make mistakes just like us, just like us. Because guess what? Not only do some of us have trouble forgiving other people, we have trouble forgiving ourselves. We forget that we didn't always make the right choices and still don't make the right choices. We weren't always on the right path and maybe we're still not on the right path. We have all made some choices and some of us are currently making some choices that we also have to take responsibility for those choices as to the places that it got us. We made some choices that we have to take responsibility for the places that it got us. There are some decisions that we have made. There are some people that we ended up hurting along the way. There are some emotional scar and it cost us emotions. We have emotional scars because some of the decisions that we made cost us. And guess what? People who struggle to forgive themselves are always going to struggle to forgive other people. Because sometimes we even have to forgive ourselves for for getting in those relationships, for getting in those situations. There are some situations that, listen, you did not get yourself in. Some of us deal with being molested, being raped, being abused. And that was not your fault. But guess what? Some of us hold on to that blame, right? Like we blame ourselves. We grow up blaming ourselves. Like, why did this person do this to us? Was it something I did? Was it something I said? Did I make them angry? Was it something I wore? And it's just the fact that they're sick. There are some people that are really sick in the head. But we... We won't see that and we will blame ourselves. And some of us need to even forgive ourselves for all these years holding on to those things. All these years holding on to that blame, that guilt, thinking it was your fault. When you forgive yourself, 
No one can hold it over your head because you've already released it. That's what's so powerful about forgiveness. When you forgive yourself, no one can hold it over you. When God has released you from something, it's it's done. It's a done deal. When God has released you from it, when God has forgiven you for it, when you've forgiven yourself, when you have chosen to move on, people can't hold you to it. Like there are times, you know, especially for celebrities, you'll see people get famous and then you'll you'll see people trash them about who they used to be or maybe people in the limelight. Like this is what's happening right now with Kanye, right? You have so many people that's bashing him because it's like, oh, you come into this industry and you were making secular music. Now you're making this gospel music. And is it believable? Is it not? And now people are trashing just believers because it's like we can be so fraudulent and phony and all this other stuff. And it's just like... Like, but why do we hold people to a certain standard when we don't even hold ourselves accountable all the time in the areas that we need to? Like, how can I say something about one person, but I'm not being my best self? How can I get mad because some someone in that light recognized I need to get myself together? I need to do better. And decided to start doing better. Now, whether they're doing it for the likes of the world or the likes of other people, or they're doing it for themselves, I'm I'm not their judge. I can't judge them on that. But I have to say, in my life, am I doing all that I can to be the best person? And yeah, I've made some mistakes. I've done some things that I shouldn't do. Trust me, I'm pretty sure there's people who feel like from my past, there should be no reason why I'm motivating other people or I'm talking about certain things with youth because I didn't always make the best choices. I wasn't always the person that put things in perspective and that made the best decisions in life. And it definitely cost me some emotional scars. But it, those are things that I had to release for when other people brought it up to me, it wouldn't affect me and it wouldn't stop me from moving forward. Jeremiah 33, 6 says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. We get scared to step out because of our past. What will people think of me? What will people say about me? Who cares when people ask you, how can you do this or how can you start the business or write a book or wait for marriage? Like, what do you mean? You were somebody that was out there, you know, throwing yourself at people. You were in the, you were in the clubs on the, at the bar. You were always the first one in the club, the last one to leave and nine times out of 10 leaving with somebody. You were always in a relationship. Like what now you're all of a sudden, holy art thou. But guess what? Your response to them can be because in Jeremiah 33, 6, it says, God says, I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security, which means I'm at peace and secure with who I am and whose I am. Our scars are not there to remind us that we were bad people or that bad things happened to us. Our scars are there to remind us that there is a story and a testimony behind that story that God wants us 
to tell to help other people release and to help other people get healing and to help other people f- to forgive. There are some of us who have a story that's so crazy. Like there are times I listen to some of my friends talk about the things that they have had to go through that they've endured in their childhood and that they have had to forgive people for. And sometimes I could feel myself being sick to my stomach. But it makes me think of the things that I either have to release or the things that God has brought me through and the story that I have and the doors that it can open for just generations behind me, for my kids. Sometimes we we want to hide our scars because we think people can't know this about me. They're going to think I'm different. They're going to think I changed. But the thing is, is that you're supposed to be different. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to be able to forgive in situations that are unforgiving. Like when people look at the brother forgiving Amber Geyer, they look at him and call him crazy. Like what? He's crazy. Pray for him. That doesn't make sense. Like she killed your brother. That's too soon to forgive. I would never forgive this early. And guess what? If this was my situation and this is one of my family members, I can't say what I would say or what I wouldn't say. I can't say if I would be that ready to forgive that early or not. But he did something that was very Christ-like. And guess what? Jesus Christ is ha- has already forgiven Amber Geyer. So do we get mad at him for doing that? Or do we say, oh, but you know what? But he's holy. though. He's our heavenly father. He's supposed to. But guess what? He tells us that we're supposed to too. So what are you saying? (laughs) You know, what are you saying? You can't forgive why? What's the excuse now of why you can't forgive? Because you're mad. Because you're hurt. Because it doesn't feel good. Because that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. And I'm not talking about Amber Geyer at this point. I'm talking about that person that you're thinking about right now. That person that you're like, mm, nah, I'm not, I'm not ready to. I'm, I'm not ready to. And sometimes that it's, it's not a phone call. Like, you know, we think, oh, okay, so I have to call that person that beat me back. I have to call that person that took, took my childhood away from me. I have to call that parent. No, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to call this person and tell this person, I forgive you. This just means that with your mind, your body, your spirit, your heart, that you have to release that negative energy and say, God, I forgive. I forgive them for what they did. And God, give them the grace. Because the thing is, is that we serve a God that when you are a child of God and there is someone who has hurt you, trust me, God is their judge and he will deal with them. That's not our place. That's not our burden to carry. And that's the reason why I tell people it's no point to be spiteful when someone's hurt you back. It's no point to plot and plan how you're going to get somebody back because God is the best revenge when there is something in your life that someone has done to you on purpose, when someone has hurt you and you're God's child, trust me, that is for God. That That is who they have to answer to. That is their judge. For you, you are the person who has a choice to either let God handle that 
or still carry that baggage. Still pick up that bag even when you don't feel like it. Still carry a burden that you don't have to carry and God's been asking you to give him that bag. Give me that burden. Let me carry that. Let me let me carry the rape. Let me carry the hurt. Let me carry the divorce. Let me carry the miscarriage. Let me carry the cheating. Let me carry the deception. Let me carry all of those bags because it's too heavy for you and it's too much for you. If you don't know what forgiveness looks like, ask God to give you the revelation and reveal what forgiveness looks like. Healing starts with wanting to heal. Healing starts with wanting to be free. Healing starts with saying enough is enough with this holding this thing holding on to me, having much control over my emotions, going throughout my day, just being angry, being bitter, being sad. So God, I forgive that person. I forgive me. I forgive me for going this long holding on to. I forgive me going this long being upset. I forgive me going this long not not being the best me. And I get it. I get it's not easy. But guess what? Some certain some situations we got to get over. That dude, that dude that we holding on to, we got to stop bringing him up. Well, I'm like this because this is what he did. I'm like this in my relationship. You know how crazy, how, how you think your Boaz going to want to marry you if every time your excuse is, I'm like this because this is how he treated me. This is what he did to me. At some point, you are the victim. You are, you are victimizing yourself. You are being the victim because guess what? You can also be the person to say, no. I was like this, but I am choosing not to be. I am choosing to step into my purpose and heal from this situation. And I'm choosing to love. I am choosing to be better. I am choosing to make better choices. I am choosing to forgive. I am choosing to be purposeful and intentional. I am choosing to be passionate. I am choosing to walk out my faith. Not I'm choosing to be angry. I'm choosing to be emotional. I'm choosing to be bitter. I'm choosing to be sad. I'm choosing to stay in my bed. And I get it. I get it's a process. Like I said, everyone has a different healing journey. It doesn't look the same for all of us. Some of you guys can be saying right now like, yo, but sis, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what he did to me. But guess what? God knows what you've been through. God knows what he did to you. God knows what whoever is the person that did it to you. And again, they have to answer to him. Now on you, when do you feel like it's going to be time for you to get out of bed? When do you feel like it's going to be time to stop letting that thing be a chain to your ankles and your wrists so you can break free and go do what you have to do? When do you make that choice? When do we stop putting the focus on that person and putting the focus on that thing that's happened to us and start putting the focus on us and what our purpose is? When do we start saying, I want to move forward? I want to get better. I want to let go. At some point, we have to look at the reality of the situation and go, I may never get what I want from this person. And if I never do, I will still be okay. I will still 
do what God has asked me to do. I will still have my strength. Isaiah, um, another verse that I, I really love is um, Isaiah 40, verse 29. And it says he gives, uh, it says something like he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. That's the thing. In the times where you're weak, when you're weary, God strengthens us. God gives us power. So in the times that you feel like, well, God, I'm weak if I forgive. I'm, I'm, if I forgive, I look like a punk. If I forgive, I look like it's okay. But he says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So that means that God, in the times that I feel the weakest, you're giving me strength. You're giving me power. You're giving me endurance. You're aligning me with my purpose. You're putting me in position. You're getting me passionate. You're changing things around. You're working things out. Sometimes certain things had to happen to us in order for us to have the testimony that we need to have. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make what that person did to you okay. However, it's a part of your story. It is not a part of your story as a, oh, woe is me. Feel bad for me that this happened. It's a part of your story as, but look what I've been through. I've been in the fire and I don't smell like smoke. I was in the lion's den and I walked out. There are so many stories in the Bible that talks about forgiveness. If you don't know what that looks like, read your word. Read your word if you don't know what that looks like. There's so many stories. When we think about the story of Joseph, like, yo, he was the 11th kid born. His, what did his brothers do? His brothers were jealous of him, threw him in a hole. It was like, yo, let's, he'll, he'll get killed in here. He'll die in here, whatever, whatever. And guess what? Joseph still had to, Joseph forgave all of them. He didn't have to. He chose to. He chose to forgive all of them. It's an amazing story about forgiving people who are supposed to be close to you, right? Like those were his brothers. Like when we think about church hurt, like people in church who are supposed to be close to us, our parents, the people who were supposed to raise us, but they didn't, they abused, they hurt us somewhere. It happened. But you think about it. Joseph was left. He was left to dead for dead. He was left for dead by his brothers. His brothers never expected to see him all over jealousy all because he had this vision and they didn't like that. And so they thought, you know what? Let's, let's just throw him in the hole and let's leave him for dead and just walk away. And we'll go back and we'll tell our dad that, you know, he was killed. And guess what? Joseph still went on to be great. If he was hurt, if he, if he remained, chose to continue to live in his hurt, remain just bitter, remain angry and hold on to all of that, do you think he still would have been blessed that as he was blessed, right? It's one of those things where it was like, what you meant for evil, God turned it for good. Like God turned it in my favor for good. What you thought was supposed to hurt me, God turned it around and used it to promote me. What you thought was supposed to keep me down, God used it to actually elevate me. He prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies. What you thought was supposed to stop me actually motivated me more. And that's sometimes what your hurt is supposed to do. That's what that thing is that was supposed to take you out, was supposed to make you, you know, no longer determined, no longer motivated, no longer passionate was actually the thing that God used 
to get you in position so he could turn that around and work it out for you. But if you choose to sit in that, if you choose to sit in that bitterness, if you choose to sit in that unforgiving spirit, he won't move you. He won't move you because that's your choice. You will remain stuck because you choose to stay there. And that's why forgiveness is so important. It's important because God is already working it out. He's increasing you. He's strengthening you and strengthening you in the areas that you didn't think that you could do it. It takes strength to be able to forgive someone and truly forgive someone. It takes courage too to be able to do that. So I hope that you know, I hope that there was something that I said because I think it's so important because that's one thing that holds us back is we let an unforgiving heart, an unforgiving spirit destroy us on the inside and sometimes turn us into people that we don't want to be and that we really don't like. And if we don't address it, if we don't be real about it, if we don't go back into that, if we don't go back to that little girl or even to the, that current woman and say, I forgive you and we're going to forgive them and we're going to move on and we're going to keep this in prayer, then guess what? All the great things that God has for you, that the plan, that the plans that he has for you will remain delayed because of the choice you're making to not forgive. And you will end up being on the devil's playground constantly because he will always use that as that string to dangle over your head. Remember how I said forgiveness helps you release so no one can hold it over your head. The enemy will keep you in this cycle where he will constantly hold that thing over your head, that trauma over your head, that hurt over your head. This is why you can't be a pastor because this is what happened to you. This is why you can't start the business because remember, this is what happened to you. This is why you can't write the, this is why you can't, this is why you can't because this right here, he'll use it as that big thing because he knows that big thing is going to be the distraction. He knows that big thing. Every time it comes up, it throws you off. And that's the reason why we have to disarm the enemy. We have to disarm them by being able to say, but I forgave myself and I forgave that person. I forgave myself and I forgave that situation. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I will continue to keep you in prayer. You know, if there is anything that you want me to specifically pray about, please contact me at IamRack at gmail.com. That's I-A-M-W-R-A-C at gmail.com. You can follow me on all social media platforms at IamRack. I post every um, I try to post every day. I definitely um, put out scriptures, motivation, empowerment, just something to help us get through our week, our days. Like I have hard days. I'm very transparent. So that's the purpose for just this podcast and for my ministry is that 
we go through real stuff and no, everyone's not always talking about it. And sometimes it's hard when you're going through and you just don't see that thing that pops up that relates to your situation. So I try to keep it something that's updated constantly so you're able to see something and go, you know what? I needed that. You know what? My sis needed that. You know what? My mom needs this. Let me send this over to her. So definitely follow me. Um, again, I'm on all social media platforms at I am rack. And if you have any prayer requests, and even if you have any topics, something that you would love to hear, uh, just discussed on this podcast, you can email me at I am rack at gmail.com. Again, that's I am W R A C at gmail.com. And I will catch you next Monday. Definitely be blessed. Listen, keep the chins up, the shoulders pushed back and that crown high. God's got you.